This Satellite Sisters is brought to you by Harry's. For limited edition holiday shave sets while supplies last, go to harrys.com forward slash sisters right now. harrys.com forward slash sisters. And special thanks to Away Luggage, first class luggage at a coach price. To give the gift of luggage to someone on your list who loves to travel, visit awaytravel.com forward slash sisters20 and use promo code sisters20 for you got it, 20 bucks off a bag or a gift card. And Satellite Sisters welcomes a new sponsor, Zola. Zola is a modern kind of wedding registry, which has everything you love about your favorite department store, but so much more. You can register for things like honeymoon funds or fitness classes or wine subscriptions. How great is that? Plus a whole suite of wedding tools for the modern bride and groom. To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com forward slash sisters. Z-O-L-A. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And this is our recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. Julie, this episode was called The Fourth Estate. Uh huh. <laughs> I could have called it like a hodgepodge, Liam. Yeah, because uh, we get, we covered so many different giant topics in one episode. Yes, and at the heart of it, it was you know a testament to the fourth estate, to the press, yes. and their important job in sort of speaking truth to power and keeping democracy on track. But we also had the opioid crisis, government right. corruption. Russian interference. I mean, really, I just a thought... A prison break. Don't forget the prison break, Leon. Yeah. I know. I just felt like watching the news. And so that's why when we had, you know, Stevie and Dimitri, it was like the equivalent of the royal wedding. I mean, it was such a relief to have a little, you know, fun, young romance amidst a lot of serious topics. Yes, yes. Well, we're going to be talking about Stevie and Dimitri and that fun young romance as you call it because i have a, some other views on that liam really yeah <laughs> i think it's just trouble with a capital t Leon. okay and she knows that all right but i'm getting we're getting ahead of ourselves uh, okay all right so uh storyline one is the president's son is back in rehab for heroin use okay yeah. heroin harrison has gone back into rehab so now let's just let's just roll the uh, clock back. Remember, this was one of Stevie's other really good decisions that she made it made is she used to date the heroin addict heroin Harrison uh, for a short period of time. So she makes really I'm just laying the groundwork for the full blown discussion. Leanne. She has met Stevie has made some bad decisions, boyfriend decisions in the past. Well, you know, so so have we all, Julie. Really, when you think about it, I'm a well, little bit okay. more sympathetic. You know, she okay. didn't. I don't think she knew he was a heroin addict when she started dating him, but he was, in fact, a heroin addict. So, yes. Okay. And he was clean, and now he's back in rehab. So I'm sorry. I am of, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, the president, instead of just going to family therapy like everybody else, decides to take out the Russian, the Mexican drug cartels. Right. Right. Um, yes. Which, 
you know, I don't even know about that as a strategy. Haven't we been trying to do that for 40 years and it hasn't I, really worked? So no, I know, I know it was like, he, he's now blaming everything on Mexico and, uh, and that if we just put more pressure on Mexico, then that would really solve all the problems in the United States. And Bess wasn't really buying it as a, as a plan of action. She didn't think it was a good plan at all. No. But that's what the, pre- the president wanted to do. He was really upset, and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to bring back the head of the cartel, extradite him to the United States, and make, make him uh, face trial here. Yeah. So, um, and I guess that was the one solution that involved the Secretary of State. So most right. other state solutions would involve like health, you know, health the right. <laughs> director, exactly. the surgeon general or, you know, health right. and welfare, whatever, but not this is actually secretary of state if we're dealing with Mexico. So we have this cartel leader. He's like an El Chapo character, Macias, you know, he has inroads all over Mexico and into the government. And so that's what we learn. Really, the story is not the drug cartels. The story is the government corruption that allows these cartels to operate freely, you know, like Mm -hmm. a legitimate business. And it means that people very high up in the government have no interest in stopping the drug cartels. So Bass gets an earful from a Mexican government official about we're a sovereign state. What are you doing? And the president's slightly out of control because he's going to just like go in and bomb the country. I don't, I don't yeah, really he, understand. He was that. as mad as I've ever seen him be. And he really had a head of steam up in the Oval Office there. So yes, he, he, he didn't seem very rational. It wasn't a very thoughtful or, or deliberate decision. So uh, Bess uses another tack. She does an end round with a reporter from the Washington Journal or whatever the fake paper was. And yeah. um, off the record, she she lays it out there like, listen, somebody in the government must be very corrupt, very high up. We know that. We can't do anything. We're counting on you. It was a good little speech to this reporter. He's kind of rolling his eyes when she's giving the standard answer. He turns off the tape recorder. They have um, they have a real conversation about this. And so he starts doing some excellent reporting on this. So excellent, in fact, that the drug cartel murderizes him. I, I mean, know. He gets his throat slit, man. It was, it was terrible. It was I terrible. Did like that. I mean, I did like the scene when he was interviewing Bess, because there you understand how the fourth estate operates. And it was trying to, you know, that they were, in fact, acting as peers, each in their own sphere of in- influence. Uh, so it was, you know, it was as sad that this reporter was just murdered, murdered. You know, that was that was a terrible thing. And there was some sort of memorial service for him in the press room. And then, boom, we're on to something else. I mean, I I thought there would be more about this line, this theme throughout the the episode entitled The Fourth Estate. But I guess they had to keep moving, Leon. Yeah, they want to get his notes. So instead of, I don't know, sending Washington PD or the <laughs> FBI to get right. his reporter's notes, Bess is in there like Cagney and Lacey. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, Leon. Yes. I mean, like, yeah, you're like, what's she doing showing up in the press room like that? I don't know. But that's Bess. You know, she's, the Secretary of she's State. a woman of action. Yeah. So. So, you know, they wrap this up. They find out, oh, it is someone very high up. It's the, you know, the person best had the contentious agreement with or conversation with. You know, it's not going to solve the opioid problem in this country. I, I just didn't really understand the connection at all, right. to be honest. Right. 
So, uh, so, and at the end, you know, Henry, Henry and Bess have a conversation. Like, I think this was really about his son. Yeah. It's really about his son. You should try some family yeah. therapy. That's what I would suggest. <laughs> okay. <Lynn. laughs> okay. All right. Uh, storyline two, we have Henry tracking down the mole in the hateful eight or what are they called? The gang of eight, the gang of eight, the gang of eight. These are the, these are the, the really, really old senators. And that one Senator Smarmy, as you call him. But once again, Henry world's worst spy. Okay. I just somehow do not believe that going with the false info trap is that that's he's he's hope he's hoping to entrap one of the gang of eight to uncover the mole by by putting out different information about their um, operations in Afghanistan. Yes. So I, I just don't think it's going to work. And once again, the linchpin of this trap plan is the guy in the sweater vest. Right. who We do not trust, do we, Lynn? No, we don't. No, it did. It seemed a little ham-handed. Everything about yeah. it. Yeah. And then but when it turned, were, what's that? No, no. And they had a, you know, they, it was all high tech. They had satellite photos and they had computers going. Uh, but they basically were telling, you know, uh, various members of the Gang of Eight different information. And they were just hoping to see what surfaced. Right. Who would crack. But it was, I did give them credit. There was this parallel storyline between the government corruption in Mexico and the government corruption here. It was this idea yes. that, like, you know, there's corruption everywhere. Who's kidding who? Uh, yeah. So, um, and then honestly, Julie, was Senator Smarmy... Is he is he the mole or isn't he? I didn't even understand. <laughs> Stan, I don't know, Leah. No, like is that true? What Henry said that it's it's the guy from Shenandoah or is it not true? <laughs> I didn't understand. We don't really know yet, Liam. We don't know again because Henry's the world's worst spy. So where where it's not clear. Okay, and it's I think it's all going to come around to bite Henry uh, because it's going to be entrapment, uh, whatever happens. Oh, okay. That's some fancy legal words you're tossing around. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Liam. Okay. All right. Uh, Storyline three. This was a breath of fresh air because it featured Blake and we love Blake and Blake hasn't had a huge role in the last couple of episodes. So it was nice to see him getting some screen time. I always like getting to know Blake as a character. And here's the story. Even if you work in the State Department, your parents are still going to question your choices. His parents want to buy him a condo to force him to become a lobbyist or a consultant. (laughs) I don't know, Julie. Did this... Did this speak to you, this storyline? Uh, it touched, touched a little nerve for me, Leon, because I didn't th- really think the parents were so bad. They had some interests. I love the mom when she's coming into the sixth floor of the State Department with all that walnut. She said, you know, they could probably paint this and brighten it up a little. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Nice story. Mm-hmm. And the parents' intentions are good. You know, they just thought that Blake might be more comfortable. You know, he's, you know, he's worked really hard and everything, and they they want to help him out and they want to buy him a condo. It's sort of like I, some of the conversations that I have with my son. Exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> when Blake said, you know, he really loves their, his parents, but sometimes they make me so mad, I want to rip my face off. Does that make sense? When Blake said that, I was like, oh, my gosh. I hope that's not how my sons feel about me. 
<laughs> I wrote that down. Oh gosh. So, uh, so for Blake, he he, we've learned in the past that he gave up a career in finance, which is, would yes. ostensibly be you know much more profitable to work in the public sector. You know, he has a job as Madam Secretary's assistant, which doesn't sound like a great title, but it's vital to the day to day running of the State Department. And he really loves his job. That's the other thing his parents didn't seem to get is no, that he no. loves what he does. So, uh, so as much lip service as you give to the idea, I don't care as long as they're happy. Not really. That's not no, most no. parents. Mom and dad really, you know, as you know, they, he said he, my parents are buying him a condo, like a PlayStation for my birthday. You know, I mean, it was just, it's like the next thing <laughs> that parents do to keep them as little kids, not to appreciate that Blake is an adult and he's making his own adult decisions. And I loved his mom just chatting it up with the real estate agent at the condo and saying, hey, well, Blake's bisexual. So that means there's even more part potential <laughs> partners for him. I know. <laughs> you really want to share your sexual identification <laughs> with some stranger real estate agent, right, Leanne? At an open house. <laughs> there are other people there. When you work at the State Department in particular. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Blake rejected the condo, rejected his parents' pressure to have him go work for a lobbyist or a political consulting group. But, you know, Madam Secretary put her own pressure on him. She said, I'm going to fire you in a year. I want you to aim higher than this. So there you go. I don't know if that's mentorship or just just more overparenting for Madam Secretary. No, I thought MSEC was doing a good job there. I thought that she was being a good boss by, you know, having a career dis a career discussion with an employee and really forcing him to start to make you know, career plans to move up that he, you know, she didn't, even though he's highly competent at what he's doing and most people would take advantage of that and not want to have to replace him. Uh, you know, uh, Madam Secretary is, you know, saying you got to, you got to chart a, a different course. Okay. Like and then storyline four, and I know we have to get to more internal workings of the state department, but let's just cut to the four storyline, which kept us going through this episode. Uh, I'm calling them Stimitri. <laughs> <laughs> so Stimitri go on a date and it's just the world's cutest date because they both know they really shouldn't be there, but they can't deny that they're interested in each other. And, you know, Dimitri is, he, he's, he's torturing himself that he's there. I know. I know. I mean, this is really hard now. Okay. Let me just take it from Stevie's point of view. Okay. okay. That, or not her point of view. I want to like drill down on Stevie a little. I mean, this is really forbidden love. I mean, this is someone who works for her father and here she is. She's supposed to have this really close relationship with her father. And, you know, she's always at home eating giant bowls of chocolate ice cream. And, you know, she's, you know, the family girl and everything like that. And she knows this is not right. Okay. She just broke up with a boyfriend. It's a total rebound thing. And she goes after, is Dimitri the most vulnerable man ever, Leanne? I know he, he is. Yes. Yes. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a recovering opioid addict, you know, and he's, you know, he's a spy in a stranger in a strange country, Leanne, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have all the, you know, wherewithal that he used to have in his old life. And she just, she is the aggressor in this. And she shows up wearing only a shirt and boots. There did not seem to be a skirt at all. <laughs> okay. That was not I, really I'm not going to let you take her down. An aggressor is, she's interested in him and she's moving okay. forward. 
This is what young know, women do. I know, but she knows it's wrong, Leon. I mean, she knows her parents are going to be furious. I mean, they decide to keep it secret, right? right? On right. their on their date, right? Uh, so, I mean, Dimitri is having some. He's having some really uh, qualms about it. She's not having any qualms about it. No, but she's willing to keep it secret. So, right. what's that about? <laughs> Again, I think it's just you projecting. I think it's <laughs> you. I I can't I don't know why don't you okay, tell so me so you're all green lights Dimitri uh, as you call it Dimitri <laughs> oh, okay 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 well it's it was just the only thing young and fresh and fun okay and just agree. To- I agree I love the forbidden love I'm just I'm really in deep on the storyline land and it's going to end badly I predict yes but that's you know it's a drama it's a it's a tv drama it's a tv show okay i'll back (laughs) off a little he came back for another date it's happening it's happening whether you approve or not so (laughs) so all right so let's just discuss though the dynamics at the state department since uh new character sir ramirez slash cat sandoval has showed up uh in the middle of all this like oh we got to fix the opioid crisis by capturing one guy stuff and that was nuts um there was just a lot of running in and out of madam secretary's office with jay her chief of staff and now yeah. this cat sandoval what did you make of that cat is just elbowing her way right in she is running over jay you know jay is gone i i mean he He's supposed to be chief of staff and Kat is just, she is barging in, she's interrupting Jay, she's, you know, she's completing his sentences and she's got all the answers and all the energy and Jay is just like shrinking man, right? He's just he shrink, getting paler and paler land. Yep. Uh, and he's got to go home at six. He's got to, he's, he's on the clock at six at home. So... And Kat has all these like creative and wild ideas and she's able to problem solve. She has that same sort of like wacky light bulb moments that uh, the secretary has. So yeah, Jay's in trouble. His yeah. days are, are, yeah. are numbered. Yeah. I think again, it's a drama. So it looks like they're going to be a showdown <laughs> at first. I thought, well, maybe they're just working together. And now last week I was so pleased that she didn't talk as fast as the others, but now she appears to be talking just as fast. So there's a lot of fast talking and competitive talking and yeah, it does not look good for Jay. I mean, because I don't think, I don't think Kat means to do it. I don't think there it's an evil intent. I think she's just excited about her job and her role and she's just filling up all the space that Jay is not taking in his role. (laughs) His shrinking, shrinking, <laughs> shrinking role. Yeah. Pale, shrinking role. Right. <laughs> We're worried about you, Jay. Julie's worried about you. Um, so, okay. Uh, binders full of blouses. Can I just All say right. this? I miss Daisy so much because now everyone at the State Department wears a blue suit. Like every uh, single person. It's just blue suits on everyone. Madam Secretary, Cat, Matt, Jay. Blake, everyone had a blue suit on the whole time. It's the- very soothing to wear blue, Leon. Did you know that? It's a very calming color. I understand Maybe. that. I, I know. It's just. <laughs> but we do. We need a pop of color. We need some print. We're, we we are missing her. I mean, yeah. I hope she comes back soon from that. And yeah, and we don't have Nadine, Nadine around. So we're really down to female characters in terms of the wardrobe <laughs> aspect. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I yeah. mean. 
I just, that's it. I miss them. Bess had some good earrings on in a few scenes, wearing some, some big drop earrings. I like that. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. That, that was good. I have a, a highlighted uh, exclamation points. She was wearing a very sexy shirt with a tie, but it, it didn't hide the fact that her shirts are now unbuttoned. Do you notice this, Leah? I, I mean, last week she was wearing the black bra under the white shirt, okay, which we've just discussed uh, to, to death, okay? But now in two separate shirts, she's down to the, like the third or fourth button. I mean, she's the Secretary of State, Leah. I just, I'm not certain about that. Okay, Jill. So noted. So noted. I did note. I did note that that was happening. I did know. I, yes. You know, I thought it was fine, but I did note it was happening. You didn't think it was a wardrobe malfunction. You don't think that she, in fact, you know, just as she was filming the scene, she somehow the button became, became no. undone, <laughs> and that we're the only ones that notice it because okay. we're the only ones chronicling the binder <laughs> of blouses. Okay. Maybe Jill. Maybe. It's possible. All right. Corduroy is, is making a big comeback on Nobody But Henry, but Henry looks yeah. great in it. I mean, the blue corduroy jacket, the brown corduroy jacket. Yeah. It's just that blue corduroy jacket looked good on him. That was yeah. nice. That was he's, nice. No, he's excellent looking. Okay. Yeah. Excellent looking. <laughs> yeah. And just, he's just got to get out of the spycraft business. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then um, Stevie, when she went on her deme- on her second date, she had the yeah. cold shoulder happening, the cold shoulder yeah. blouse. And she's the only woman I've ever seen that actually looked cold in the cold shoulder. And she, she's so thin. <laughs> she's she very kind skinny. of chilly like, in that cold yeah. shoulder blouse. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think about the thigh high boots? Those were those look good on her. They look great on her. Yes. They look really not. really cute. Yeah. yeah Cause she's. she's She's a, she's like stuff. slightly taller than Dimitri. Yeah. You know, she's not going to be wearing a lot of high platform shoes yeah. uh, if this romance goes on. Yeah. But she but that really that turtleneck outfit that was just a shirt. That really was not a dress. <laughs> I don't I don't think. That was very very short. All right, mom. She was on okay. a date. She was on a date. I know she's on a date, Liam. I know. But it was a first date, okay? Well, she okay. likes him. I know. I, mean, she- I, I think, you know, it's better than wearing like leggings and a t-shirt, you know, which is like wearing your pajamas on. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been on a date in 30 years, Julie. What do I know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything she looked else? Cute. No, I mean, no, that was it. I mean, she was, I think I, Stevie and Dimitri certainly were the bright lights in the show yes. along with Blake and his parents. That was yes. an adorable, adorable scenes. And, uh, and I love that feel good, you know, sort of career advice at the end of the episode. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Uh, looks like next week, Madam Secretary is off. There's a Carol Burnett special. We won't be recapping that, but we <laughs> no, might be watching not- it. <laughs> we might not be watching it. <laughs> I like that. I like Carolyn. Remember, we talked to her on Satellite Sisters. I do. Uh, yeah. But then back uh, December 8th for a new episode of Madam Secretary. We also do a regular podcast. If you just listen to the recap, you might want to tune in to Satellite Sisters, our regular show. Julie has a complete royal report with, of course, mm-hmm. the big engagement news and some just some down-home news, how Megan is connected to the Satellite Sisterhood. I mean, one degree <laughs> of separation, really. 
I, I think we're I think we're going to get an invite to the wedding, Leanne. So you better get your fascinator ready to go. Okay, all right, and uh, and you know, Pole Dark has wrapped for the season. We don't have any other shows on the horizon, but if you can think of any or want to be a part of the regular Satellite Sisters Facebook group, go ahead and ask to join. We will approve you, and then you can give us your suggestions. We like to start with new shows, so it's easier mm-hmm. to sort of jump on a new show rather than get on board with the show that's been, um, been in business for years. Cause everyone pretty much, we get like a hundred nominations for call the midwives, but they're always, or, <laughs> right. But they've already been we, like a hundred. We're all watching that, but we're just not revealing that, yes. but that's a good show too. Yes. Yep. All right. You'll have a great week. You too, Liam. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>